0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
1: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
1: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
2: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it
3: Welcome inside the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Center, and he's Kyler Ludlow.
4: Hey, Greg. Uh, another exciting weekend uh, for EMU Sports. Some big-time winners uh, from a couple programs we haven't really gotten to talk a lot about yet, and uh, some fun, exciting stuff happening here in Ypsilanti this weekend. It's, you know, that busy time of year, and it's only going to get busier here on out.
3: Yeah, you mentioned it. We added two sports to the uh, rotation, and over the weekend with both men's and women's golf getting underway. And we also can't forget that uh, rowing, got going with a scrimmage of their own. So really any sport you can think of right now uh, in action at, at Eastern Michigan. Uh, but the ones people will focus on, of course, football going on the road at Buffalo, another uh, close setback. The the Bulls certainly uh, have proven themselves a class of the Mid-America Conference East Division. We'll hear from head coach Chris Creighton in a little bit. But uh, to fight back the way they did and a solid performance out of them, earning Jake Julian his first career Mid-American Conference Player of the Week honors as he averaged just shy of 50 yards per punt and a kid right now eighth in the country in punting. And on the men's golf side of things, we saw them come out of the shoot and win an invitational first time since 2006 that they had won an invite and uh, a really great showing for them. Uh, and it's really tough to do when you hadn't played competitive golf (laughs) until teeing up for the first time
4: yeah it's uh, everybody knows about the the first game jitters uh, the first match jitters whatever it happens to be and in a golf setting especially these fall tournaments where you play 36 holes on the first day of the competition uh, and then come back and play 18 on the final day so to play uh, you can practice golf and and practice and practice but to practice 36 holes in a single day. Just you don't do it as much. And so for the team to come out and play as well as they did and then follow it up, maybe a little bit surprising to folks to see that they were at the top of the leaderboard on the first day, but then to hold off the challengers uh, at them at that Eastern Kentucky uh invitational i it was a very impressive start for them
3: they're not a sponsor but it, it kind of really i toyed with using the headline winner winner chicken dinner because <laughs> of course canes the uh franchise was the sponsor of the eku invitational <laughs> and, and somebody i know you and i are quite fond of yes. as well yes uh
4: Kane's a, a staple of columbus ohio dayton ohio and down into uh cincinnati kentucky all a lot of ohio places that uh that that is a winning headline
3: greg uh Maybe next year. There's always a chance. But, yeah, we we got that going, uh, but but still plenty of good things. A chance for people to get back at home this weekend and really support their soccer and volleyball teams. I know volleyball will play Thursday on the road at Central, but then come back for uh, Kent State on Saturday on the volleyball side of things, and then two at home uh, for soccer as well.
4: Yeah, and soccer starts with Kent State, and we get a chance to sit down with head coach Scott Hall. Kent State was the preseason favorite in the Mid-American Conference, so uh, a big test right off the bat for the Eagles uh, there. And then playing Ohio on Sunday, that's a game that is a team that's got two wins, but they were picked just behind Eastern Michigan, and both games uh, have a little bit of a revenge factor from last year when Eastern started on the road at those places. So a lot of fun stuff happening and, uh, and, and Scott coach Hall has a, a bunch of great, uh, great little nuggets from the trip, a little chance to explore in the Northeastern part of the country a little bit, as well as a kind of preview things ahead. And this week, no peanuts gallery as uh Nicole w- underwent surgery last week. And so she is actually out this week, but I get a chance to sit down with a couple of the volleyball players to kind of talk about how the preseason, well not preseason the non-conference schedule they call it the preseason schedule really goes but it's like we hear a lot of our coaches say the real season starts when mac play begins and their mac play starts this week so uh, get a chance to sit down with a couple of the volleyball seniors and uh, have a good chat with them as well.
3: Yeah, you will hear from those and so much more as our, uh, we really have a bunch of things going on, but we could also not do this podcast without the support of our fine sponsors, and that's one of them is Trinity Transportation. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has a vehicle for you. With luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-248-4200 to book today. That's Trinity Transportation or 877-284-4200, the official motor coach and transportation provider of EMU Athletics. For the first time since 1990, the Eagles head west to take on a very talented San Diego State ball club. They'll be playing in an NFL stadium, and that's uh, the former home of the Chargers. I sat down with him earlier today to get his thoughts on a number of topics, including the Buffalo setback, as well as getting ready for the long trip to the West Coast. Our weekly chat with EMU head football coach Chris Creighton here on the Eastern Insider Podcast as his team looks to rebound after a uh, tight one in Buffalo. A chance you you had to recover the onside kick uh, with 42 seconds to go, but the ball just bounced the other way. Otherwise, you may have had an opportunity to to get it back one more time, but really good fight in the fourth quarter and defensively by your team to to even put you in a position to do so.
5: Yeah, you know, they, they called us offsides on the onsides kick, but clearly they've all reviewed that now. And and we we were a half a yard onsides. And so I still don't know how that would have been officiated had we recovered the onsides kick. Um, They would have picked up the flag and and reviewed it and whatnot. But uh, it was a great kick. We didn't recover it, but it was a great kick. And uh, we're going to be in a situation like that again, I'm sure. And and, we've got to figure out a way to get it
3: defensively, second half just allowed 165 mm-hmm. yards. But uh, what people will also really take a look at was Mike the third stepping in, 17 of 27, 284 for yards through the air. He comes in in relief, changed it up a little bit, and that's the first time Eagle fans have, have seen him. They've heard about what he's able to do, but it was their first time in true game action to see what Mike could do.
5: Yeah, you know, in terms of throwing the ball, you know, again, every, everyone's their own man, but they—they uh, they both, both Tyler and Mike, um, are very good passers. They're accurate. They're—they're they're bright. They know where to go with the ball, um, and so it, it was really just a matter of the feet and holding people accountable in, in the run game. You know, is the is the reason why we made the change there in the game. In every game we've played, them both um, played Tyler a heck of a lot more than we played Mike in the Purdue game, and. Um, that ended up playing Mike Moore uh, this game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he came out, obviously hitting the two big passes um, in the second quarter, put us back in it um, and g- gave us a chance to uh, to compete and, and to try to come back in the second half. But he played well.
3: Talented Buffalo squad that last year was on the outside of a bowl bid looking in and uh, 3-0 and start. They're off to their best start since 1983. This is a Buffalo team that is going to create some havoc in the Mid American Conference, and, and May, as you mentioned at one point, might be the biggest challenge Eastern had up until this point. They were really good.
5: They're good, yeah. They're 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 really good, well coached, and uh, were machine like there offensively and uh, you know defensively. They were they were stingy, and so they're they're good. And you know I think that they're uh, they're going to be a team like others in the conference. You know, where if you're able to stay healthy and to play really good football every time that you play a Mac game, you know, they're, they're going to have a chance to have a really fun season. And I think there are other teams in the conference that um, are going to be in that uh, in that mode. And it's early. But I, I said this in the off season that I think that I don't even like saying top to bottom. I just think the Mac is going to be as tight as it's been in my five years. And uh, you know you can't count anybody out.
3: Certainly can't you? Uh, you look and, and see teams like Akron getting their first win over a Big Ten team since 1894 as they knocked off Northwestern, uh, and and really continuing to, to do good things around the conference. One final note before we uh, put a bow on Buffalo, and that is uh, your punter Jake Julian. He goes has five punts for an average of just shy of 50 including a 68-yard punt, uh, helped change field position, and that's really been what his operating procedure has been all season so far.
5: Yeah, th- I mean, that's what the punt team, you know, is supposed to do, you know, is, is change field position, and we take it really seriously. He stepped in in sort of an emergency role last year and uh, helped us for sure and then worked really hard this offseason on improving his uh, a normal style punt um, can still rugby uh, which was really effective for us at times and last week but uh, you know he's he's getting down the mechanics now of, of punting the football and it's really helped us you know the yardage his average probably would have been a lot more but the pooch you know we got him down I think on the two or three yard line and you know he, he's getting to understand that it's not you know how far you punt it it's the net and it's directional and it's hang time and Coach Nunez uh, does a great job coaching him and the and the punt team and we need to continue to make that an advantage.
3: I could say if he's still learning I'd like to see when he's a finished product right now 8th nationally in punting and net punting average uh, throughout the country
5: Yeah well he's not protecting and making the tackles <laughs> I promise <laughs> you that uh, but he is doing his part uh, you know with the punting and got to have great stat, snap got to have great protection you know and then you've got to be able to cover and so it's a it's a unit where, you know, we like to put our best players on our football team on that punt team.
3: This week a chance to go on the road in non-conference play to take on a team that is coming off a top 25 victory at home. They knock off number 23 Arizona State. That's San Diego State, a 28-21 victor. The first time Eastern Michigan has taken on the Aztecs, uh but no stranger to Mountain West football. You've played Wyoming the last couple of years, but this is a a, a a Arizona State team that is twelve zero and one all time against the Mid American Conference in their own building, and a chance for you to go west and, and show them what MAC football is all about.
5: Yeah, no, San Diego State has earned their reputation, um, and their reputation is that they are a um, a po- powerful uh, football program. It's uh, you know watching the film, uh, you know I got to see it the end of the game on TV uh, was 2.30 or so, I think, when it ended our time, which is going to be similar to our game this week, uh, you know, and and they beat a, a really good team um, in, in Arizona State. And, you know, we got to see the whole game now, of course, and, um, you know, it, that was not, you know, some underdog lucky kind of situation. I mean, they, they went toe-to-toe and, and beat them, um, and uh, they're, they're, they're really good on both sides of the football, and they're fast, they're physical, they're very well coached. They're unique, um, you know, in their defensive philosophy. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of preparation um, that we're going to need to do, you know, in a, sh- in a short week in terms of the travel. But uh, we're excited about the challenge.
3: Jawan Washington for them touched the ball uh in a multitude of ways, 175 yards of all-purpose yards, 138 he had on the ground in uh, 27 carries. He accounted for 10 first downs. Is he a guy not quite uh, Rondell Moore-like from Purdue, but similar that you're going to have to really watch and contain him because he can do it so many different ways?
5: He is. When there's there's no space, he still can can make you miss and get positive yards. He's... Really quick, runs incredibly hard, and he's got a burst. They they run the ball uh, just with confidence too. Um, you know their their offensive line is uh, very talented. They're they're huge. Uh, they have tight ends um, that fit their offensive philosophy, and, and especially in the run game. And then they've got you know a fullback that that anybody in America would love to have. And so they're 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 put together. You know well, um, and and he is uh, he's obviously a part of that. But he's also the benefit of, you know, having ten other really good players out there with him.
3: Not uh, the first game you've ever coached in the state of California, of course, uh, Drake. You played San Diego a lot, but a chance for seven other guys to make their return home, but uh, also in a way, uh, homecoming for you originally having come from the West Coast. But what are you expecting out of these guys when they they? Come home for in a homecoming like this.
5: It's um, I, it's awesome. You know, I mean, California is a, a long state, so you know, uh, very few of them are from San Diego. But obviously, it's it's a lot closer than you know, coming three quarters of the way across the country to Michigan. And so excited for them. You know, I you you wish that we have people from so many different places that. You know, one time in, in their career that they could play in their home state, you know, or in, even in their hometown, you know, with 110 guys. And when now that we're international, you know, it's obviously not going to be able to happen. But um, for for the group of guys from California, excited for them.
3: Coach, best of luck this week against the Aztecs. We know you got uh, game prep and everything else going on, but we appreciate your time as always.
5: Uh, appreciate it. It's going
3: to be a good week. Tyler and I take a quick time out, and we return here on the Eastern Insider podcast after this.
4: Now I sit down with the head women's soccer coach, Scott Hall, just returning from a two-game road trip to the East Coast. Coach, how was the trip?
2: Uh, Boston, first time there for probably 90% of us. So it was it was great. I mean, uh, again, to see kind of the East Coast and kind of check out uh, downtown Boston. We had to spend a little time there on Saturday. Uh, we kind of had the, the roller coaster ride as usual of uh, – a really good game on Friday and probably a little bit of a egg laying on uh, Sunday.
4: Well, that game on Sunday snapped a four-match win streak. We don't need to focus too much on Sunday's game, but Friday's game, UConn uh, playing a team from the American Conference, and your team comes away with a one nothing victory. Just as far as the mentality goes going into it, we were talking before, uh, the girls were ready. They were ready to go, um, and then to see them execute – all the way through that game. As a coach, how does it feel seeing them, you know, have the game plan in front of them and execute?
2: It's, it's awesome. I mean, again, we were looking at playing a full 90 minutes, and we knew going into the game, again, you're under the lights on a Friday night, um, a lot of fans, a lot of angry fans, um, how we dealt with that, how we dealt with the phases of the game, you know, the beginning of the game, first 15 minutes, first 15 minutes, the second half, um, last five minutes of the game, uh, we had a referee who stopped stopped the game, stopped the clock three times in the last two minutes of the game. So a lot of kind of controversy, uh, and we played through it and we didn 't let it bother us. so that's kind of that 's the reason we played the schedule we played. I think that kind of shows why we do that to get ourselves ready for the Mac.
4: Well, we don't want to gloss over it because you your team won four straight games going into that game against UMass, um, winning four out of five as you leave non-conference play and enter into conference play. Uh, the team mentality and just mindset going into the games that now really count.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I said it before, I, I have a lot of respect for this group. I, I think they keep learning each week, even when we have some setbacks like we did with UMass. I think we took a lot out of that game. We got to learn a lot about ourselves, how we prepare and how we get ready for games, um, how we prepare in between games. Um, so uh, right now I, I think we're, we're really excited to get into the MAC um, Again, taking on a really strong Kent State team, I, I think we've prepared ourselves well.
4: Well, you mentioned it. Kent State is the opener Friday at five o'clock at Saloona Field. They're the MAC preseason favorites. They have the record of four three and one right now, but they, like you guys, had a very challenging pre-MAC season schedule. What's kind of the, without disclosing the game plan, um, what's just kind of the the scouting report on the Golden Flashes?
2: Well, like myself, Rob uh, Marinero, the coach, there's been there pretty much the same amount of years as I have, so. I know he'll have them set up and ready to go. And again, he plays a very good, strong schedule. They beat Syracuse, I think, their last game out. So his team is uh, they're, they're kicking on all cylinders right now. So they have a similar team than what they have had last year. So some of our preparation can kind of go around that for us. You know, we we have some different puzzle pieces uh, that we didn't have last year. So I think for us, it'll be a little bit different for them. Kind of, we'll give them a different look to see within us, but I think for them, it's a pretty similar group, uh, and they're good. I mean, they're good at all 11 spots, so we're going to have to be our best.
4: When you said it, it's a crew that has a lot of the same players. From last year, they made the MAC semifinals after winning the MAC East. What kind of challenges does a team like that present to your team?
2: Uh, Like I said, I think that's why we play with teams like UConn. I mean, you're looking at... uh, they're going to have front runners that are quick and, and play very hard. Their midfielder, one of them, the Canadian national team kid. Uh, their back four are organized. They've The four of them, I think, have played together for the last three years. So, I mean, this team is, besides maybe their goalkeeper, everyone knows what their roles are, knows how they want to play. So, again, for them to open on the road, it's probably not you know a, a huge advantage for us, which I would say most of the time would be a huge advantage. Um, I do think, again, for us... They play on turf. We play on mm-hmm. grass. That might be a little bit of an advantage for us. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it, it's going to be a heck of a game.
4: Well, then wrapping up the weekend, you play Ohio University. Picked right behind you guys in the league uh, in the preseason poll. They've got a, a two-win record right now. But you said it before, the Maxa conference, nobody is a team that you can look past. And what is it about the Bobcats uh, with a short turnaround between matches that's going to you know present a, a big challenge for you?
2: I mean, we had we opened with these two last year on the road. So we started with Ohio, and we lost them 2-1 in overtime, a game with a little bit of controversy where, again, at the end of the game, the referee stopped the clock a few times. They got a free kick. Uh, so we didn't forget that. I mean, I, I know this mm-hmm. team is really going to be excited to play to mm-hmm. get some revenge on that. And then we lost to Kent State 2-1, in a, in a tough match I and mean, we gave up a goal late uh, for them to win it but that was the opening weekend so I think our matchups are good with both teams uh, it'll, it'll be two competitive games like you said I, one of the reasons I have a beard is because I have no hair on my head <laughs> um, from these games I mean they're, they're all close and tight and and our preseason's kind of been like that too so hopefully that's our preparation to get us ready for this conference.
4: Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time to stop by, and best of luck this weekend. We'll see you out at Sucluna. Thank you. Take care. To wrap things up for the Eastern Insider Podcast this week, I sit down with three seniors from the Eastern Michigan volleyball team to talk about their time here and what to look forward to in the upcoming Mid-American Conference season. I'm sitting down now with the senior class from Eastern Michigan's volleyball team. Uh, We're lucky enough to spend a few minutes with them during a busy week. But uh, before we get anything going here, we'll start here with Mallory. Uh, Mallory Rojeski, why don't you tell us uh, where you're from and what you're studying here
6: so I'm a fifth year here at Eastern I am from Midland Michigan and my major is elementary education and a minor in math and science
4: and we've got Alyssa LaFace here as well senior libero
1: hi I'm Alyssa I'm a senior I'm from Allen Park Michigan and my major is elementary education with a minor in English language arts
4: Last but not least, the most recent member to join the 1000 Kill Club, uh, senior Jordan Smith.
0: Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm from Solon, Iowa. I am double majoring in communications and psychology.
4: Smarties. So guys, preseason or non-conference season is over. And the conference season is in front of you guys now. Last year made a run. Into the conference tournament, kind of improbable at the end. But what are some of the goals as now the first half of your senior season is in the books?
0: Um, Well, we just talked about today how to get into the tournament, we have to win eight games. But we're trying to achieve way more than that this year. We're trying to get a bye and win at least 10 or 11 games so we can get a
4: bye and have a better chance to get a MAC championship. When you guys started off the season so hot, eight wins, uh, one of the best starts in Coach Kimmy Olsen's tenure. What has been you know, kind of the keys to success early on?
1: Um, in practice, we've been really focusing on attacking our weaknesses and making sure our strengths are maintained and consistent enough for us to win.
6: And also, I think uh, we have a lot of older upperclassmen on our team, and so I really think that's helped us. So we've played together for four years now, and so we're just starting to click, and I'm just excited for the rest of the season.
4: When you guys kind of got a unique opportunity to go down to Costa Rica this summer um, and get the freshmen in here a little bit earlier than they normally would, how was that experience both as the experience itself, but also getting your new teammates in the gym for ten extra days this summer. How did that help, kind of, with the fast start?
0: Um, I think it really helped because we finally were able to click with each other more, like understand how this person likes to be talked to and how this person like likes encouragement. So it's just understanding and knowing each other way earlier in the start than if we did starting normally.
1: And we definitely have the trust as when they come into the court, like we. We trust them right
6: away to make a
1: difference and be a, be the change for us.
6: They also gotta learn our system more. So I think that's always a big thing with freshmen is like coming in, calling all the sets different, what they've called it in high school, like defense and where you're blocking. So I think it's really nice to have the coaches in there to help speed that process along for us to get where we're at today.
4: So you guys got to go to Costa Rica. Uh, you've gone on a couple of trips this fall, but you're seniors now, so you've gone on four years' worth of trips. Are there any that have stood out to you guys over the course of your four years here?
6: Um, definitely Costa Rica was... Quite an experience. We got to go ziplining and surfing. Definitely say surfing was by far my favorite part of Costa Rica. And then I'd say, besides Costa Rica, was Colorado. I love to see wildlife. And we got to see elk and baby elk. We got to see a moose, which is really exciting for me. And then we got to hike a waterfall. And it was just an overall, like, super fun experience.
1: Uh, my favorite place was Charleston. It's a beautiful campus full of historical buildings and stuff like that. And we got to go on the beach and have fun. Just, I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite trip was definitely New York. Um, I've been to New York, uh, like, a lot. So it was just, like, nice to be back. I'm a big city girl. So I just love that. And to watch um, the Faina on the Opera on Broadway was just, like, another cool thing to do. And that i will have forever. So...
4: Now, conference play starts Thursday at Central Michigan, uh, and then you guys play at home on Saturday against Kent State. But last year's game at Central Michigan um, was the only match in Coach Olson's career that you've gone down Two sets to none, and then come back to win. Um, looking back at that a year ago, that was kind of the catalyst to getting into the tournament, as it turned out. But going back in with those kind of memories, um, what are you expecting from you know the in-state rival, Central Michigan?
6: I mean, it's always fun to play Central, especially for me, because it's only like 30 minutes from my house. And then I was recruited by them and I decided to come to Eastern. So it's kind of like a personal rival for me. But they always have a ton of fans and the atmosphere is always crazy. So it's always fun to go in there and play. But I definitely think this year it will be different. I think last
0: year it was kind of just like a, either we win this or we're not in it. So we had that in our back pockets. And now this year with like people that Central's lost and people that we've gained, I think it's just going to be a way different thing. And we're just have that chip on our shoulder to take them down again.
4: Uh, and finally, before we let you guys go, as seniors, you've been here four years, five years in Mallory's sake. What are some of your favorite memories uh, in your time as Eagles?
0: Um, I've had a lot of good memories with these girls, and they change um, all the time. So, but my favorite memory is one that happened in Costa Rica. Uh, We were trying to show these boys, like, how to hit a ball and have a nice high uh, arm swing. And Cassie is my partner. Cassie, how? She is my partner. (laughs) And I'm supposed to hit the ball, like, to her, you know? And you know, because I'm like, jacked. I hit the ball too hard, and she's like running to get it, still looking at me. And there's a net, like, splitting the courts. (laughs) So she's like, running. Running, not paying attention. And then she falls into the net, like grabbing it, like, so, oh, just grabbing it, just trying not to fall. And as soon as she's on the ground in the net, a whistle of goes, net. Nah. <laughs> That's by far my funniest memory.
1: We still laugh
4: about it to today. It's. Right. Yeah, show sure. those Costa Rica uh-huh. boys that you guys really know what you're doing. <laughs> How about you, Alyssa? Uh,
1: my most favorable memory here was, wow, well, restart that. <laughs> restart that. Cut that out. Okay. My most favorite memory was last year, the four
6: game winning streak and getting us in the MAC tournament. And Mallory? Um, I would say my favorite memory of my five years here besides Colorado it would probably be Costa Rica I mean I just think it was a bonding for everybody we got to do so many cool things I've never been to Costa Rica I never thought I'd ever go to Costa Rica so it was kind of cool to go and just be with the team and go to the hot springs when it was raining and playing keep away in the pool and so yeah it was just an overall fun experience
4: well thanks so much uh, for taking some time to sit down with me today best of luck this week and the rest of the season if we don't get to talk to you again Thank you. Thank you. Special thanks to everybody who tuned in this week. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, and, of course, on emuequals.com. Special thanks to everyone joining us on the podcast this week. Until next time, have a great week, and go Eagles.